It's time for Done Being Single with your hosts, Trevor and Robbie Sharp. If you're dating the same type over and over again, making the same mistakes and not finding love, then you're not done being single. What you need is some tough love dating intervention, Trevor and Robbie style. Whether you're new to dating or have been dating forever, we've got you covered. Now, here are your hosts, Trevor and Robbie Sharp. It's an, it's an amazing uh, amount of applause. They're just so excited for this show. They just couldn't stop their applause. Yes. Oh, you know what? Yeah. Oh, we, we, we forgot to give each other a kiss. We usually kiss each other right before the, each show. Good we didn't luck do kiss. that time. But, yeah. Uh, Why don't you give Grandma a kiss? <laughs> Grandma kiss, kiss. All right. So, um, so uh, hi, everybody. Hi. <laughs> we are looking for a few good men. Are we? Yes. And and we know where they are. They're right in front of your face. What? They really are. They're out there. Okay. Like where? They are out there. You just have to know what you're looking for, what you want, and demand that you get your needs met. Okay. Very good. Uh, And how are we going to go about doing that? Okay, well, I there's this is um, a favorite topic of mine because I believe in in being a gentleman, and um, you believe in I believe in that it is again back to the lost art of chivalry and romance and courtship. I, I harp on this all the time every Saturday. I feel like I'm just banging the drum for you know old fashioned values, and um, I feel that that men. Um, need might me need a little refresher, um, but I think that there are good men out there, and I think it's incumbent upon ladies to make sure that they stick to their guns and demand proper and don't settle and do not settle. And so we're going to get into this today, but we've got a special guest in studio. We do. She's my good friend, Graham Bridget McGavin. I love you so much. Uh, she so was my, my <laughs> we were roommates. We met in New York in the 80s, and um, I moved in with her, uh, 3.30 East 52nd, between 1st and 2nd, and it was a one-bedroom, and um, we were introduced by a mutual friend. I had been living in New York. I moved right out of college, and was I was living with the... Uh, uh, sales girl at the shoe department of um, Bloomingdale's. I literally was, the, I was there for about a week and I met her and she said, yeah, I'm, you know, you can move in with me. So I moved in with this unknown strange woman and I slept on her cold, hard floor. That on wasn't the, me. On, uh, Not no, my place. <laughs> uh, this was my, my entree to New York City life. I slept on a futon wow. for about a couple months. It was awful. And her cats uh, wouldn't leave me alone, and they used to run all over me in the middle of the night. And it was freezing, and she wouldn't turn the heat up. It was just awful. Anyway, cut to however many months later, I meet Graham, and I move in with Graham. And uh, the first night, well, first of all, I'm just going to interrupt here because when you. when Treva came over, uh, she was I met her through a friend of my 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 pops, and. Um, when she came over, it was so funny because we both came from L.A., but we didn't know each other growing up because uh, we're so didn't different come from classes. Hollywood. We came from Los Angeles. So anyway, that was kind of wild that you live 3,000 miles away and then you meet somebody that you actually have gone to the same high school, different years, etc. But that was so cool. And I immediately thought, hey, she's already passed because she's got to be great because she's from my yeah, hometown. So, Right, so, so it was, that it was, was cool. love at first sight, and uh, we bonded immediately. And I remember I moved in because the, the first night I I move in. This is I got to make this. I got to tell this story. It's oh, just, are you really going to tell, yeah, no, tell this oh, story? Oh, you're not going to tell it. Oh no, story. I have to do. Oh my so, gosh! So I moved You're only an hour show. I moved in. We have and she introduces me to her boyfriend Jeff something, and he brought his cat. Actually, I'd only been dating him for about a month, so okay, he so wasn't he, a, whatever. a he full brought, on boyfriend. He, he, brought, was, you know. he brought a cat, and I had just come from cat hell, and I was not happy to see another cat. And But whatever, I had a bed. I was so excited to have a real bed to sleep in, this little twin bed. So that night, go to bed. I am out. Oh, and then 
I don't know about it. 20 minutes later, I hear sex going on in the next room. I hear... Graham and this guy are just going at it and I'm thinking I can't get a fucking break man I've been sleeping on a cold hard floor it's my first opportunity my first good night's sleep so I'm like oh god just come already come already please would you just shut you made up for it in later times big time (laughs) just get it done you two so finally Peace, quiet, it's over, they go to sleep, and I don't know, maybe a couple hours later, a couple hours later, I'm woken up again by the most horrific stench you've ever smelled. What What are we doing here? (laughs) It wasn't me. Oh my God. It was a smell like I've never smelled before. It woke me up. This is why, you know, if you'd been a parent, (laughs) Treva, or an actual, you know, I mean, you would get used to this stuff. Okay, so I wake up, I turn on the lights, and the cat, this guy's cat that he had brought, had had got had diarrhea all over the kitchen. Whoa, Nelly! <laughs> oh, gee. Okay. Isn't that a great introduction wow. to somebody who's one of your oldest I friends? I just love it. And she loves to tell the story. Right, this boy. is how we met. But, okay, you know, so, I could just, go on. Okay, then, so, so long story short, too late. this guy, this guy, Jeff, who was so obnoxious, oh, here we he, go. he oh. kept calling me Trevor Howard. Trevor Can Howard, Trevor Howard. Is this pertinent to our it, show? It, so it's not. It's not. Well, the funny part of it is that, fine, that he takes the... the the, the couch, the covers yeah. to the to the cleaners, right? And I said, can you take my shirt with you? He said, fine. And long story short, <laughs> I go I go to the cleaners to pick everything up, and couldn't they couldn't find it? You know why they couldn't find it? Because the asshole had put it under Trevor Howard. So okay. that is the story and how I wow, came to was, know Graham. Uh, but you know, you it may it makes it more about Jeff and his cat who was just visiting for the night than about us. But we had such a but great was he time. A, there. Yes, we did. But we was he was a he a good time. guy? Was he ultimately a good guy? You know, yeah, he was a decent human. You know, he just wasn't in. He wasn't ready in that chapter of his life to be you know he lived in Los Angeles I was living in New York okay and that's been probably most of my challenges is that I pick I import people from other places well maybe because you're looking for you're looking for a man that has a little bit more refinement and class and maybe you're not finding that in Los Angeles maybe that's the case maybe that's why you like foreigners yeah Foreigners? Wait, somebody from New York is foreign? Well, oh my gosh. Montebello is foreign. So, okay. So, I I actually uh, Would you like to get a word in edgewise here? Nah. I I have a list of things that that one should look for in a man. Okay. In a gentleman. Okay. Okay? And I want you to tell me if if you're with me on this because I think you and I had a lot of a lot of men. I mean, we've experienced a lot of relationships and different kinds of guys. I Good, have bad, had ugly. a fair amount of um, boys that men and that I've dated, but I, I don't think I can hold a candle to you, Trevor. I know that you beat me solidly oh, in that I area. Have, I have everybody, so <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, so uh, don't even try. Okay. Okay. Um, number one opens doors. Wait, what are we talking about? Uh, this is these are signs of a true gentleman. Ah, a good man. Wow. Okay. okay. From from like the the very sort of superficial stuff, deeper. Okay. So opens doors. On he's on time. Okay, that's a big one for me. He a man. It's a really good, surprising that it's a big one for you, yeah. considering that's not what you are. I'm a little bit late. Okay. A little. Sometimes I'm late. Maybe. But I like a guy who's on time. Late. You don't get ready until it's time to go. <laughs> and that always forces us to be at least 20 minutes late wherever we go. And I give you that heads up 20 minutes in advance, but you don't really get a move on until it's time to go. So I just want you to know that as much as you want a guy to be on time, I think it's very respectful for a woman to also respect a man that is on time and respect his time and be ready when it's time to go. You know, you know <laughs> Okay. Nice I'll that. work on that. All right. All good. right. Um, I just want to preface this list by saying that um, Robbie Scharf is, he is this entire list and more. He baby, really, you're the greatest. I think, you know, you are, baby. Thanks. You. you really are. Um, and we oh. do, there's another story, Well, how we know, how why Graham is so important to us. It's because of Graham, kind of, that we met, actually, uh, because uh, I had seen 
Graham at uh, Sammy's Camera. Little plug for Sammy's Camera. Love that. Where I was returning this camera. Oh my gosh! (laughs) And uh, to get a new one, and I saw her there, and uh, was um, you know telling her about the band I was playing in and all this, and and uh, met her daughter, and you know, so we talked about a lot of things, and I think she mentioned to you that later that day that she saw me, and and you you know you and I had some interaction on Facebook uh, a few months prior, and you said, oh yeah, Robbie's a nice guy, I'm going to invite him to my fiftieth birthday party, and yeah, you you did you you sort of sealed the deal. Thank you, Graham. You did. I, I honestly had kind of, kind of went like that a little differently, but that's all good. It's oh. you know, you're, to me, you were like all my guardian the- angel. You came in, you flew in, <laughs> and you landed at Sammy's camera, and right. that and out. then well, this you is the thing me- you were talking about people meeting people in various places, and you know, we did run into each other there, and I unfortunately um, was so distracted with other things going on but it was wonderful and then yeah I, it, kind of a crazy dynamic of how people whatever right. you did it girl uh, okay I'm, I've got all this well yeah, I, that's a little you know okay, can we, I just, have, we have gonna, a couple minutes so you gotta right. wrap it up in the first he break. walks closest to the curb which you do. You yeah. always put me on the inside. Uh, he offers his jacket. He helps her be seated. He is courteous okay it's minor but it's big Offers his seat, offers his arm, has table manners. Oh, my God. Is not rude to pe- to people, especially waiters. Right? Right. I mean, can't you tell everything in a man by the way he treats, like, waitstaff and things like <laughs> and the way he eats and shoes? And, okay. <laughs> no, no. That's okay. You can still fart. That's okay. fine. We have one minute to a break, so um, can we talk about picking up the check? Sure. Which I, I I know that we're in a different time now, but I feel like if you ask, if you're asked out, then if you ask someone out, you're the guy. You pick up the check. That's a manly thing to do. As Not, well as the valet and other things, you don't just you know, exactly. That's, that's, if you're going to you do just, it, go all the way. Yeah, do it. Don't ask someone out out without paying for her parking. Okay. Correct. Are you with me on that? I've never asked anyone to pay for my parking ever. Do they? But do, do they, they offer? offer? Never. And so they just let you pay for your own parking. Yeah. That's a little rude on a date, I think. That's uh, rude. for a guy that has is invited that right? you out. I think so. I mean, what's the big deal? Well, yeah. Wow. What's the big deal? Like I think an that extra five, six bucks. It's, it's fucking it's, cares. It's petty. And it's uh, so petty. It shouldn't happen. Now, if the woman asks the guy out, um, it's still a nice gesture for the guy to extend that. To the valet to pay to tip to do do whatever yeah um, even if you're not going to see that person again let that person leave on a note saying wow I didn't really connect with him but at least he was a chivalrous man that uh, I respect and I, think I that's can't tell important. you how many of my girlfriends um, really uh, it's if, if a guy doesn't pay the parking. Oh my God! Are you kidding? Oh, that happens. Okay, now I find that a bit much. Okay, I'm sorry. So we have no, to go to a no, break though, right now. Don't agree with it. And we are okay. We we'll bring that back. Um, it's not a big deal. And it's we're going to. Uh, no, it, it it it's not a big deal, but it actually is indicative of a a I think a bigger issue that exists within that guy sometimes. And oh, and, for sure. And, and is indicative of the relationship that could follow if you choose to pursue it. So we are going to go to our first break, and then we are going to. Bring on Lisa Copeland, who is a relationship yes. coach. Over 50 dating coach. Excellent. <laughs> so we will be right back. Now, back to done being single with dating badasses, Trevor and Robbie Sharp. We are back. Okay. And we're back with our guest, Graham, in the studio. And and we're going to introduce Lisa Copeland, who is um, a leading internationally recognized love coach and dating expert for women over 50. She inspires and teaches women how to feel lovable and empowered as they travel the journey of finding true love in the second half of their life with a quality man. She is the author of the winning dating formula for women over 50. Lisa Copeland, welcome to Done Being Single. Welcome, Lisa. Hi, Trevor and Robbie. It's nice to be here. (laughs) Great to have you. Thank you. So 
Okay, so Lisa, you've been listening in a little bit about quality men and good men and quality men. Um, and Any thoughts on the first I, segment? Uh, okay, go ahead. <laughs> you want me to go ahead now with my thoughts on the first segment? Well, I only heard the last, like, five minutes, and I thought um, that men should pay for a date, especially men over 50 who usually want to anyway, you know, at least for the first couple dates so you're in a relationship. And uh, I thought that was really true. And I love the part about uh, how a guy treats the wait staff and how he chooses food. That was pretty funny. And, <laughs> you know, because some guys don't choose so great. They get kind of sloppy. As, you know, they forget. No woman's behind them saying, hey, you know, no one wants to see food. You know, <laughs> didn't your kids ever say, hey, mom, you want some seafood? <laughs> so I think it does show a lot, you know, who people are. So, um, you know, okay. Um, I think a lot of this conversation is going to have has to do with breeding, and and good breeding, <laughs> and because that's really what it, it where it starts. And what happens though, Lisa, if you didn't have great role models, if you're a guy, and you need to be trained, and can you be trained over fifty? And is it <laughs> is it is it just a matter of guys being lazy, and is it choice, or is it really something deeper? Um, I think it could be all of it, but I do think that men can just, they just get a little bit lazy at times. Not all men, but some men just need a woman behind them to keep them on their toes. Not that they would admit to that, but it is like a lot of women, you know, they see the world differently, and women see men's potential. Men see women's reality, but women see men's potential. So that's why men become fixer-upper projects for women, because a woman can go on a date and go, oh, my God, this is all I have to do for this guy, and he'll be just great. Is there, <clears throat> is there a way to wow. teach men... Wow. Um, I, I don't I don't really believe in taking people on as a project. Yeah, I, I, either, I would agree with Trevor completely. I, I've done that too many times. I, I and have got me so zero interest in being a person who fixes up anybody. My interest is finding a man who's a grown up, who knows who he is, is comfortable in his skin, has his act together, and would like to lay his kingdom mm. at my feet. <laughs> so all that other like oh. Let me be this so that he sees me. No. But so what you're saying is that uh, if a man is not already evolved at this age, uh, it's too much of a project to bring him on board and try to train him to get him to just be civil or chivalrous. If he doesn't have that already and doesn't show it on your first date, uh, do you move on? Is it, is, is, it some, is it worth sticking with? Are you asking so me? I'm yeah, asking anybody. Okay. Yes. So, uh, well, first of all, I want to address what you just said about the guy laying his kingdom at your feet and being coming. Um, it almost sounds like perfect to the table. One of the things about women is many times we are looking for a woman in a man's body. Men just don't put um, importance on some of the things that we do. And, and many women over 50 have very unrealistic expectations about men. Not that men should be your child, not that men should be a baby, but men just don't think the same way as women. I mean, I heard the uh, burp earlier. You know, that was been part of that seven minutes I was listening to. I mean, that's such a guy Excuse thing me. to do. You know, it's just, it's a guy thing. And guys Three. just think different than women. Forgive me, Miss Coleman, Co- is it right? Did I say Co- Copeland. Copeland, sorry. I, you know, Lisa, I, I, Lisa, Lisa oh, this is the thing. I, I agree with you, but I also have two brothers, and uh, I've been around boys and men a lot, and you can see the ones that are a 30 or 40 or 50 or 60-something-year-old adolescent who uh-huh. hasn't grown up, and then you can see the one that's always on a mission to do whatever it is that they have to do in their world. And then you see a, a man, ideally, the one who is comfortable and is ready and has that gravitas and that awareness and that confidence. And it's not that I want another woman in a man's body. It, it, you still go on adventures. You do things. But you are not 
a little boy looking for mommy or looking for whatever all those other things that might be out there that some adult men, child mm-hmm. people are. And I'm not ranking on dudes. It's just a lot of guys need to grow up. Oh, I would forever. love to see a grown-up man, well, and I don't meet them often. I've can, sort of can got, I? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, you said Karen. as much in the kitchen yeah. <clears throat> when um, right before the show. Uh, we were, she, you know, Graham's a, good, a very exceedingly good-looking woman. Mm. And, oh, wow, really? Yeah, I mean, mm. good-looking, lovely, sweet, smart, funny. Uh, you got it all. I mean, you're really, you know. And I go the to the mat. For and it's not like she doesn't. She. It's yeah. not like she doesn't meet guys. You meet them all the time. Humor is okay? important. That's not the Do not that's take not the issue. So so serious. The issue for <laughs> you is that, as you said, you know, they need to grow the fuck up and be men. Well, yeah, and there's a difference between like a Liam Neeson kind of guy, and a what's what would be another example? Who's a guy out there in the world? Well, we don't know if he's a real man. I, I think he's a girl. I mean, you know what I'm talking about. He looks about. like he is on you know on the doesn't matter. The he's acting. And, you know, he is totally acting. And I think if you would talk to any woman, married woman, that's been with her husband for so many years, some of these guys look so great to us, they got their crap, too. Everybody oh, sure. has stuff. And I feel like your expectations of how they should be is more of, like, perfection or maybe what is in the movies because we don't know no, no. Liam Neeson. But- but Lisa, I'm, I'm just guy. saying that I totally get what you're saying, but I'm just saying that as a as a kind of a, a metaphor out there of a type what seems like a grown up man, not a little, you know. But we only child. know him in the fantasy role, exactly. Not but in I, reality. But to be honest, I have met a couple of really great grown up men in my life, and then I've mm-hmm. met other guys that kind of present like that and then as you get to know them and you don't know somebody till you get to know them and then you know them and it's like oh my gosh this guy has like addiction issues or he has mommy issues or he really is has adjustment kind of disorder things going on all right. this other stuff that I had no idea well you're not going right. to you're not going to be introduced to that on the first or second or third dates right it, it's going right. to take you some time to get to know and some situations are going to happen in order for you to see this person in that situation and so, how they handle it. Exactly right. And so so my question is now as a as a lady, as a woman, doesn't matter what age you are, but I think like back in the time of our parents, the greatest generation, at least the parents of my friends in this room, um, you know, you didn't you didn't kind of shake hands and shake glands. You did not hook up. You actually what Rhiannon or Rhiannon what Trevor says is right <laughs> you know you you did have a courtship and a romance and like I remember one of my mama's dear friends said it takes two years to get to know somebody and then you determine then do I want to make a life with this person so I think that? that's one of the <clears throat> challenges and then the losses that we feel it's like oh my gosh he didn't do this and this and this he didn't pay for my parking ah I mean listen I'd rather live in New York or London or a place where you don't need to park, but you know. You but I understand that as an example. Of okay, I a ha- I have a question for Lisa. If mm-hmm. I think what I'm what I'm feeling and it's what's kind of occurring to me right now is that if a guy digs you and um, he's truly available, he tends to do the right thing. Would you say that's right, Lisa? Yes, men. The guys that are really good guys. Are, are the guys that, whose actions speak louder than words because men are about action. We are more about the heart and romance as women. A man's idea of romance truly is going out and mowing the grass for you. He's, he thinks he's really made your life easier. And there's a, huge philo- there's a huge philosophy difference between how men and women think, and it's what disappoints women and it's what disappoints men because they don't get the other side and how they're thinking. Okay, so when you're in your work as a coach, especially for mm-hmm. women over 50, do we, here's a question and you don't have, let's say answer it on the other side no, of the break. No, yeah, we have time for a quick, quick, um, quick answer. Uh, uh, is this what you hear a lot? The Is it either the lack of good men or there are men, but they just don't, they just don't know what to do or can't get the job done? I'd say the biggest problem is is that women are looking for instant chemistry and instant attraction. And I think, Graham, you were 
saying it before about the two-year courtship thing before people got married. And um, nobody was looking for that instant attraction. Even when we were younger, we weren't looking for it or that instant chemistry. We got to know people. The chemistry and the attraction grew. And I think That's if right. we're aging, we also start to think my time is running out. So if he doesn't have every single thing on this checklist of how he has to look, how he has to be, how the chemistry has to be, goodbye, I'm moving on. And it's it's a little bit of like when um, younger women are in the baby squeeze. That's how older women feel. I only have so much time, and he better be perfect. Otherwise, I'm I'm moving on, or I'm I'm just as happy alone. I think that's more the dudes thing. Forgive me, Lisa, than the woman. I think men are like, okay, is she going to be hot? Is she going to be smart? Take care of herself, independent, and forgive me give me oral sex whenever I want it. And that that ends up being a real, you know. (laughs) A lot of men are really looking. You just described them. we, We dump men because we don't think they're cute enough. They don't look like they did in their 30s. Men that could make great partners, great companions, great fun at this time in our lives. And we dump them. They have amazing hearts. I see it all the time. And men write to me about it. They go, I want a woman my age. I'm just, I'm not just after sex. I want someone to really enjoy life with. And yet women knock me out right and left. And I've seen their pictures. And they're actually cute kinds of guys. But they get knocked out right and left. Everybody wants this perfect, handsome uh, bonding chemical attraction to immediately. Lisa? Oh, sorry. Oh, we yeah. have to go to a break right now. So uh, we are going to go to our second break and then come back with more from uh, Lisa and Graham and Trevor and myself. So we'll be right back. <laughs> And now, back to Done Being Single with dating badasses Trevor and Robbie Sharp. All right, we are back with our guests, Lisa Copeland and Graham in the studio. And we also have a caller on. So do you want to bring our caller on? Sure. We have someone, John from Santa Monica. Are you there, John? Hi, this is John from Santa Monica. Well, thank you for calling. Oh, uh, I like your What's show, and um, this is a particularly interesting topic. Well, great to hear. Okay. What, what, let's, what's on your mind? What's on my mind? Well, you know, for one thing, um, I'm curious what the difference is. We're talking about swinging today, right? Swinging? <laughs> Are you looking for the Carol and Dave show? <laughs> you got the wrong show. No, uh, I don't think so. Oh, that's maybe... Oh, oh no. okay. Well, you know, we are stay, talking about swinging, well, stay, so let's just... Stay uh, on. You know, that is funny because I, I did have a boyfriend once. That was a big deal to him. And I'm like, dude, what if I end up liking the guy? And then he's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, no, I don't want to do it. You know? You mean liking Ew. the third party? Yeah. Okay. He's like, what about that waiter? I'm like, no. Ew. <laughs> Well, uh, uh, okay, well, you're you're a man, John, so I want you to stay on, even though it's a little off topic. But um, and suddenly oh. things turned ugly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, um, okay, wow. I, I have oh. a I have a question for Lisa. Well, okay, what about John? Okay, John. Let's finish, John. <laughs> John. Let's finish up with John. Here we go. Maybe I misunderstood. What is the topic? The topic is looking for a few good men. So not a few good men in one it's room, in one bed. Find, it's how to find a quality man. <laughs> but I like your attitude. Quality. Good luck with that. Though. John, hang on there. Okay, we'll, we'll bring you back in. Oh, go ahead, honey. All right, okay. So, okay, so that's the, that's the topic, and I want you to think about it, John, because you sound like a good man. But he and, likes many um, men and, in the bed with him. And, and you could have something interesting to add to this conversation. But Lisa, I have a question for you because you work with women right. over 50. And I know that there comes certain challenges with single women over 50. I was one and, um, and Graham is one. How do you, when you're working and coaching them, how do you ch- turn their challenges into advantages? Well, are you specifically talking about their age as the big challenge? I don't think age matters. So, so the, well, the challenge is what you're asking. What well, I'm, I'm saying okay. So I'm saying that that there are certain challenges that come with dating when you're a little older, when you're being you know older, midlife and single. So 
you, I would, as a coach, I, I would think that maybe your job is to help them turn those challenges into advantages. So what are the advantages of being single in your 50s and how can you make them work for you? So one of the biggest advantages that when you're in your 50s is you have a lot more choices. When you're young, you're really mating to create a child, to create that kingdom that Graham was talking about, laying that down in their 20s, though, and to just build and create, you know, the house, the kids, the dog, all of that. In your 50s, you can have men as friends, you can have men as lovers, you can have them as friends with benefits, you can have... Um, you can have a boyfriend, you can ha- live together, live apart, you can have a marriage. And so there's lots of other ways that you can be. You don't have to just be looking to meet to make those children and build together. I think that is the biggest advantage in your 50s. Yeah, I, I would agree. I think there, by the time you're 50 plus, you, you know who you are. Yeah. And, uh, and you are better able to ask for what you want. And and sort of demand it, not in a demanding way, but say, hey, you know, I need a, a I need a real man who's got integrity, who's honest and decent and has a soul. I don't think that's any there's anything wrong with asking for those things. And I truly believe that if you keep if you stick to your guns in that way, if you keep you know your bar raised, um, keep your bar high, you can't control. You can't control everybody in the world. What you can control are the people that you let into your heart. And if they don't meet the criteria or if they don't meet the challenge or whatever that's you are, it's you have free will to say it's been great. Bye bye. But that you're not what I'm looking for. And I believe that when a guy is truly available and he's he will do anything, he'll do be that man for you. My yep, issues wow. in my issues in my when I was dating in my late forties, um, I don't really think men the men I was meeting they weren't very available. There was something. Yeah. There was an ex. There was a divorce. There were kids. There was baggage, and I think that's what prevents men from truly being able to give women what they really need. Would you say that's correct? I don't know. I think it's true. I think, well, first of all, when I work with women, one of the biggest things we do is we create a template about the perfect man for them that is more than just attraction and chemistry. That is not a sustainable thing for years and years. You need someone um, that you can also create a friendship with who, and, and when you talked about the values of integrity and all that, I have them create a list of at least of no more than 15 values that are important to them because whoever they get involved with needs to have all those values that are important to the woman and vice versa. She needs to have his values too because you can have someone that has 90% of the qualities you want and they can still be an a-hole or they can still cheat or they can still do this or that. And that's why values are so important ultimately. And it takes some time to get to know a man's values. I mean, you can have the guy that has terrible table manners, but his values are impeccable. And that is something that table manners are changeable. Values are not. Personality traits are not. Um, anything on the external is changeable if he wants to change it. And as we talked before, a lot of women make men projects. It's not a good thing to do. Men really don't like it, uh, most of them. And it's more important to come from your own feeling of empowerment of this is what I want and this is what I'm looking for. But more than just attraction and chemistry, I mean really deep things because that is ultimately what's going to create a long-term relationship is that you share those values, how you feel around a man. Do you feel good or do you sit there and are you nervous all the time? Because he just puts you on uh, as if you're walking on eggshells. A lot of women will stay with a man who makes them walk on eggshells, who controls them because of what I call perceived high-value qualities, which are things like money, good looks, um, a certain car, a certain job. And those don't always make a relationship. No. Uh, okay, I have a, a a question. You have some. You want to add something there? No, no, good. Um, when you are, uh, you know, as a relationship coach, 
uh, and I know you, you, it seems like you handle more women than men, but I think that it pertains to both, is that are there certain subjects that you probably don't want to go into on a first or second date that you want to avoid, whether it is, um, you know, too personal, too TMI type stuff that may cause uncomfortable conversations that would cause the other person to either accelerate uh, their feelings of, oh, I need to get out of this or uh, where it actually was going well? Uh, or is that something that you do want to confront earlier than later? Uh, when you meet somebody like politics <laughs> well yeah i think politics right. you, well politics you don't really want to have a strong political <laughs> conversation on the first date because what you end up doing is competing with each other and a man wants to connect to your heart loves your brain unless you're on the same team unless you're on the same team i think that you i think you are correct yeah, so um, what I always tell women to do on a first date is don't be a re- you know don't be like the employer who's interviewing someone for the job of your next boyfriend or husband. I think it's really important to be laid back on a first date to go out just meet someone new and interesting. Ask cool questions like instead of saying what do you do, say something like. Um, so what do you like about your job? You know, not too many people say that. They go, what do you do? Which can be a three-word answer. Another thing is I remember actually finding out by asking interesting questions, finding out that someone had lied about their age because I went back to the time of John F. Kennedy when he got shot. And I was in third grade, and this guy says to me, oh, I was working. I said, wait, did you say you were like five years older than me? And I'm counting, I'm going, there's no way this guy's the right age. (laughs) So instead of interviewing someone, if you bring up interesting topics that relate to the history we all grew up with, you know, like John F. Kennedy, Challenger, don't make them all negative, you know, or, um, uh, you know, famous, I'm trying to think of who was famous back then for a kid's thing. We had local people, but, you know, someone, well, it could be a local person, like, um, that you know, you both would have known. It's a shared history thing. It really helps you get to know someone versus just interviewing them, and it's a lot more fun. Then the key is is it's your choice where you want to go from there, and to be very careful of being enamored by those perceived high value qualities I mentioned earlier. When a guy has money or a good car or looks or a job, we sort of float over that there's you know could be other stuff going on behind that. And these questions kind of help you really get to know someone without being, you know, the interviewer. Lisa, uh, could I uh-huh. just interrupt for one second? So I'm listening to everything that you're saying, and I I hear you, but I, I did want to bring up the idea of politics, because yeah. you can go on a date, you could go on five dates, you could go on, you go out with them for two months, and then what happens, because our world and our country particularly kind of has been a little bit so divided Mm -hmm. well i mean i don't really think it is but on the one hand but (laughs) oh my god i just got a little upchuck in my stomach so put down the mic oh here we go so 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 the fact is i mean i i do have some great friends and (laughs) one side or the other the the point is is that you know, it's there. Are, there is extremes, and then there's dark money. Well, they're not for you. We're not talking about politics. Yes, but those, I think that, those guys I, just aren't for you. But, but see, no, I that, disagree is, because I was. That, and by wait, way, can I just say? Wait, yeah. I just need to say, Lisa. So I was. There's somebody I know. I'm attracted to him. He does yeah, values all these great things, except that politically we are. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Oil and water. I, I okay. can't understand it. Isn't it better to know that sooner than later when you are already vested with this person and then you realize, oh, my God, I can't connect with them. And now it's it's creating a real thing. Well, or us. or you have like a detente. So you just never, ever, ever well, speak that's about not it. Good, you speak that's about not good all kinds of other things. So but but it's half of our country. Okay. Or so I don't want to, you know, politics is like a whole other issue. Well, Sorry. But, no, but it, it, we are talking about relating to others and in a in initial well, setting. And in and particular, for, you for, can't avoid it. It's it's a very large so, part of our... Okay, go ahead, Lisa. Okay. Well, first of all, people that are usually pretty extreme, one way or the other, put that in their profile. Many times on an online dating site, they will say, I'm, 
you know, you may be a great person, but I can't, I'm, I will only date someone that is a Republican, or I will only date someone who is a Democrat, or I will only date someone who is Christian, or somebody who is Muslim, or someone who is Jewish. A lot of people do put that in their profile. The other thing is, is when you do get to know someone, like by the second date, something is going to come up, and sometimes people can um, work through it. I would say prior to our current administration, people, the, the, the levels weren't quite as high. They were high, but not quite as high, and people could somewhat work through it. But in today's world, it's an either-or, and if, if you are very adamant that somebody has to have your same political views, you definitely want to say that in a profile so somebody can say, I need to move on. And it can come up. You can say, oh, when did you first? You can ask it in the question form of, of I was telling before. You can say, so who was the first president that you voted for? And it can come up that way. But um, so, yeah. And also there's another piece to that, though. When you do get attached to someone, you can deal with things better when you're getting into a relationship. And, and I had a friend, they were married. He was, um, she was Republican, which I was shocked. I had no clue until she married this guy that she was because we never talked politics. And he was not only a Democrat, but he was working for the Democratic Party. And they managed to work through it. They just came, they had some good discussions and they just came to an acceptance of that's how we both are. And you see that in the world today. There's, there's quite yeah. a few famous couples that are like that too, that are involved yes. in the news all the time. So Lisa, is there, I'm sorry, is there a tactful way to uh, get out of that or avoid it or say, you know, uh, I appreciate that, but uh, let's not talk about that right now. Uh, it, um, that's not, you know, yeah, you proper? can, you don't want to, yes, you can. Or like I said, so that you don't even get into this, you can write it in your profile. If this is extremely important to you. Um, you just write it gently in your profile, like, you know, just want to let you know I have a really strong political belief to the left or to the right, and that is really important to me. And um, I'm not very good at compromise on this area, so I'm probably not the right person for you. I think that's really good. That, that, mm-hmm. let, let, let that person know what they're getting in for if they still choose to pursue you. So, so, yeah. so I have another quick question, which is I, yeah. I, I'm really not as comfortable with the online profile life. And mm-hmm. I know it's the way it goes out there in the world. But to me, I feel something when I'm actually in the room, not yeah. on a digital mm-hmm. flat mm-hmm. screen. And I have done it. And I have actually gone on a couple lunches with people. And they were pretty funny. Um, yeah. Very funny because I think sometimes the idea of online profiles is it's like, yes, like the Tinder thing, you're going to hook up or any one of them match or whatever, all the different ones. I don't even know. But I will not forget this one lunch where this guy, we had a great lunch. We walked out. We was walking me in my car and then he lifts his shirt and he had a really nice uh, chest, very well, you know, defined. Show us. I'm kidding. I'm yeah, kidding. like this. But, you know, but the fact is he like lifts his T-shirt and then he starts like scratching his stomach like a puppy. And I'm like, why is he doing that? He's, oh, he's showing me his body. Oh, my gosh. So we had lunch 15 minutes ago. Now he's like, what are you doing? You know, and, and I'm like, and he was college educated, very successful uh, businessman. And I got so, I didn't know what to say. I wanted to say, wow, did you, do you need some lotion or something? I mean, can, how can I help wow. you? I didn't know what to do. What an odd and, thing and it, to it, do. It, it was, Maybe he's trying to seal the deal a, that that's way. That's a tale from dating home. But that's, <laughs> no, and, and, and it just happened very quickly, you know. So well, not all guys. Are but most of the time like when that. you do the online thing, it's like, yes, Honey, are we yes. going to hook up? Is that, is yeah, but you have to scratch it and kind of play with your, you know, I'll, your belly button. Yeah, I can do that. Whatever. Anyway, so so that was enough for me to go, wow, you know, mazel to okay. that. <laughs> uh, and how long did you date him for? <laughs> yeah, we never had lunch together. Okay. okay, And well. we did not have a little afternoon yeah, delight either. Turn up. And also with online dating, we uh, people put their best stuff out there or who they think they want to be or who they think they are. 
And we, on the other side, are thinking, we're making up stories about the person based on their profile. It's why people disconnect so much when they meet, because we've made up stories of who they are, and they aren't that person because they are who they are, and they may not even be the person that they wrote about. I agree with you about meeting men in real life. It's really a much better way. Because you you can feel it, yes. Yeah. So are you a, an advocate of meeting quickly after you do meet somebody online and there is some initial communication between two people? Oh, yeah, because uh, especially in the over 50, well, it's all over, but scammers are pervasive, especially in this age group. And I always tell my clients, you need to meet someone within two weeks of initial contact or That's earlier. At least. You don't want to get yes. invested on the phone because right. they'll hook you. And they'll, you know, you'll emotionally get hooked. And again, you're telling your story, telling a story about someone based on their words, not their total presence. Yes, be quick. Yes, agreed. Mm-hmm. Lisa, um, I want to know what it takes to be successful at finding the right man, in your opinion. Great question. One, most people don't know how to date we, uh, over 50 because most of them fell into relationships in high school and college. They weren't dating. They were hanging out. So they don't feel so great about themselves when they come out of a marriage. Nobody has said to them, oh, you're beautiful or oh, you're handsome or whatever it is. It's been a lot of pain usually leading up to that. So people could come out pretty wounded. And the women who are successful, number one, they take the time to grieve the end of the relationship, even if it was their choice. They take the time. They take the time to get to know themselves again. For example, I was on a date with someone, and this baseball player came in, and I'm thinking, oh, my God, my husband would have loved that. You know, we got to get out of that. you got to come back into what you love and who you are. That's the first thing. The second thing is you've got to have a really clear vision of the right man for you, which is, you know, those values. It's lots of things. It's way more than uh, just the values. But you've got to have a really clear vision beyond attraction and chemistry because most women fail because they don't feel that zing in their body. In the first 30 seconds, they meet five men and they say, I've met everyone online. I quit. <laughs> so having a clear vision is really important. Having a... Uh, an understanding of over 50s men. They're different. They really do want to make you happy with what they're willing to do. And they are different. If you have an understanding of them, they truly want to be your hero by actions. And that is what the important thing is. And then the, four, the last piece is a dating blueprint. You need more than one way to meet men. And when women just rely on one way, men too, they get very frustrated. And again, they want to quit. And the other thing is, is get support. You know, Women tell me all the time, I am so glad I'm doing this with you because I was floundering before I started working with you. And, you know, I'm a big believer in coaching because I have it all over my life, coaches helping me, because why do I need to put, uh, you know, reinvent the wheel when somebody else has the wheel and will teach me how to use the wheel? So I love, I really love making dating a joyful thing for women. I love helping them feel empowered I love helping them feel lovable again because they are amazing. Really, you are amazing as yes. you age. I'd like I to get I'd that. like to get Swinger John's impression of this. John, are you still Swing, with us? Swinger John, are you still uh, are you are you still here? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I was uh, I was just listening to that. I, I did want to comment about something you were talking about a little earlier, and I'll get back to this in a second. Uh, when you were talking about um, uh, what you what you put in your profile and uh, what, what kind of man you're looking for and what you're looking for in a relationship. I remember, uh, I, I haven't done a lot of online dating, but I've done some. Uh, and I always remember that the thing that turned me off the most was when a girl uh, uh, says she's uh, looking for a long-term relationship. It, 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 just because it always just says, okay, so that's what she really wants. She probably isn't that interested in me. She's just looking for somebody to take care of her or, you know, and, um, I like the well, idea that you were talking about. There's let things unfold naturally uh, when you meet somebody. Uh, sure, you want to know who they are, and you want to know as much as you can about them. And I used to be a reporter, so I'm all in favor of questions and, and interesting <laughs> questions and like uncover new things about people that, that they're not putting in their profile or yeah. you know just getting to know them. But but try not. I, I would say, especially for older people. I mean, I'm I'm 65. I'm almost 65. 
And I'm just looking for, obviously, a lot of different things that I was looking for 30 years ago. And um, I think that's maybe why I was thinking about the swing. Because <laughs> now I, I don't have the responsibility. You know, I'm not looking for a, a, a house and a garden and a marriage and, and kids at this point. I'm looking to do things that I haven't done before. Right. Sort of like, I don't think I'm quite ready to say I'm working on my bucket list because I think I've got a ways to go yet. But um, kind of like that. It's like, okay, these are things that were interesting to me when I was young and I never did them because, you know, I was working on my my family, I was working on my career or whatever, and now yeah. I don't have to worry about that anymore. I don't know if that's true as much for women, but I suspect that there's a lot of that in there. And Sounds like yeah. you're working on your, on your fucking list. Have, John, can <laughs> that's I right. ask you a question? Walk on the wild side. Yes, yes of good. course. Yes, that's the way. I heard you say that um, when a woman writes, I want a long-term relationship in their profile, you're turned off by it because you see it as she's looking for someone to take care of her. And yeah, a lot of women actually write, I want a long-term relationship, but they aren't really necessarily looking for someone to take care of her, them. They're looking for a long-term yeah. relationship with someone to enjoy companionship and fun and play yeah. and laughter with and adventure like you want. Yes. If you yeah. Lisa, unfortunately, way, we... We're gonna to have to cut. We're gonna to have to cut you off here in a uh, second, so because we are, our segment is really over. So, oh my unfortunately, God, I know this is uh, and on. We may have to have part this is, deux this, of this. Lisa, you're gonna to have to um, come back on again. Thank you. But wow, can I, can uh, I say the name on my website so that people yes, get give us okay. Give us if findaqualityman.com. So again, one more time. Wait, one more time. And, and John, if you write me, if you want to write me your answer at Lisa at findaqualityman.com, because I would be interested to know if that would be a turnaround for you, knowing that what it was they went in the long term to share life with, not someone to take care of them. Okay. All right. Thank can you. I, can I just yes, say one we, more thing? To our to our uh, listeners, our, our female listeners out there over 50, do not give up hope. There are great no. men out there. There are great men. Yes. And just be true to yourself and what you want. Keep your expectations right. in check. Lisa, I'm with you on the coaching. Thank you, Lisa. I, I totally believe in coaching. You guys. Thank you, Graham. Yeah. This has been a great hour. Yes. Everybody. <laughs> and, awesome. And thank you. So, thank you. And thank you, John, and good luck to uh, and good luck for you finding some people, lots of them. <laughs> okay. Yes, I'm swinging in the rain. Oh, that's good, Graham. <laughs> nice. Swing. All right. All right. We're See done. Everybody next we week. are done being single. See you next week on Done Being Single. 